Well, this may seem like a weird question, but do you think noises have colors? I mean, think about for a second. We do use the phrase white noise. What does that mean, really? But what about things like pink noise or brown noise? It's known as noise colors, and they can affect people's mental and physical well-being. This is a fascinating topic, and Dr. Barbara Shin Cunningham is the Cowan Professor of Auditory Neuroscience and Director of the Neuroscience Institute at Carnegie Mellon University and joins us now to talk about this. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. What are noise colors? Yeah, noise colors really are like an analogy to seeing different colors. When you hear something, it has a quality to it, and noise colors are noises that sound different from each other because they have different content. But a noise generally is just a, a sound that doesn't have a lot of structure, like the background of an air conditioning unit or the sound of your computer fan or other wind sounds, sounds that there's, there is sound there, but it doesn't have a lot of detail in it that the brain latches onto. Okay, so this is essentially noise that we're giving it a description because the brain does latch onto it. it. It gives us an emotional response. It can, for sure. What's, what's actually interesting is I think most noises, because they're not very structured, there aren't many things that the brain really gets excited about. Like when I'm talking to you, every, every little pause makes the next sound that I make pop out a little more, makes it really distinct. And noises are more even. It, all the sound is kind of continuous through time. So if you imagine different noises going on, they don't have, from one second to the next, they sound, just sound the same. But the differences between pink noise and white noise and brown noise and all these different color, kinds of noise are in the exact frequencies that they do contain. So low frequencies, like a low-pitched voice, up to higher frequencies, like a more natural pitch for my voice. Those, those differences come about from differences in the frequency of the sound, the rate of the sound changing. Okay, well, I want to run through a couple of these with you so you can explain them to yeah, me. Yeah, let, let's start with the first one. Let's start with this one, which I think a lot of people know, and that is white noise. Okay, so that is white noise, Dr. Shin Cunningham. What does that mean exactly? White noise is noise that has all the possible frequencies at the same level. So it's the least structured of sound that there can be. And it sounds, you know, like a, a random kind of thing. There's nothing, nothing structured about it. And it, all of the frequencies that can exist, exist equally. Okay. And I think that's one that people are most familiar with, isn't it? Right. And, and some physical processes make things that sound a lot like white noise, like um, random random sounds can sound like white noise very if if they have like crackles that a bunch of tiny little crackles all add together to make white noise that's equal in all frequencies okay so let's listen to this next one this next one is pink noise Okay, so what yeah, is... Yeah, so it sounds completely yes. different, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. He said jokingly. I mean, <laughs> it, it doesn't sound that different it's to me, honestly, because it, it, it is a little different. Like, if you played one back-to-back, -back, you certainly could tell that they were different. But the thing that's funny is they aren't that different. What pink noise is, is instead of having all of the possible frequencies from low to high equally, it has a, less energy at the high frequencies and more energy at the low frequencies. 
And so it's kind of got a different profile, a different identity, but, but there's still noises, right? It doesn't yeah. sound like a voice or it doesn't sound like a dog barking. It sounds like kind of an unstructured thing. And the reason pink noise can be um, more natural for the brain is the way we hear breaks things down into frequency bands that are uneven. Like the, the brain analyzes sound according to the low frequencies, to the middle frequencies, to the high frequencies. And when it breaks down the sound into these bins of frequencies, it actually has narrower bins at the low frequencies and wider bins at the high frequencies. And so when you play pink noise, it kind of fills the ear equally across the whole range of sounds that we can hear. White noise kind of sounds like it has more high frequency energy relative to low because of the way the ear analyzes it when physically it's equal. Right. So but, pink noise is, is kind of equal perceptually, if you will. Okay, but let's talk about one then that is different from that. You said white and pink are a little bit more similar, but something that is a little bit different yep. from that is, is brown or red noise, which sounds like this. Okay, so that, that is different. It's, it's um, lower, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. It's got, it's got less and less high frequency sound and more and more low frequency sound. So it sounds lower pitched, lower. It's got a lower center to it. What would we use that for? Well, any of these sounds can be used to block out other things that are really distracting. And what really, and and the way to think about that is if you're sitting at your desk working and somebody drops a dish behind you, it's going to grab your attention and interrupt you. But every day, there's sounds around us all the time. Usually, they're not quite as alarming as somebody dropping a dish behind you, but any little noise that is sudden and unexpected can grab your attention and, get, and, and wake your brain up and make you kind of turn around or at least want to turn around to say, what was that? And, and evolutionarily, that's a great thing. Evolutionarily, being aware when something new happened around you is a really important thing to keep you from getting eaten by a lion, right? Right. But in, if you're trying to sleep or if you're trying to work and you want to focus and there's occasional little sounds going on around you, you can make them less disruptive by playing a sound that is not as interesting to the brain, that is more constant, like a noise, but that constant sound can block out and make it a, the, the other sounds in the environment a little less important to the brain I wanna... by masking them, by making them less clear. Right. Yeah, go ahead. I wanted to skip ahead to the um, one that I know you hold the key to this one. Uh, This one is called Babel Noise, and this is what it sounds like. Now, Dr. Shin Cunningham, that sounds like being in a a, a crowded room. There's like a lot of people. Right, and and it's still called noise, but do you, to you, does that sound more different than all the others? Because to me, it does. Um, I mean, it's noise to me. I listen to people. I listen to stuff in my <laughs> headphones all day long, so it's either silent or there's noise <laughs> to me. You know. Yeah. So for a lot of people, and for a lot of typical brains, babble noise, which is really made up of just lots of people talking independently and you add it all together and it sounds like being in a cafeteria or being right. in you know a crowded setting that it, it actually is a little more interesting to the brain because each of the little sounds that that a voice makes aren't even in frequency at any one instant in time there's a little burst of energy 
from one person, and then there might be a burst of energy from the, the talker, the, another talker. So they all add together to kind of create something that doesn't have real words in it that you can hear, but it still has these little tiny changes through time. It's not quite as even through time. And each of those little onsets, each of those little events is more interesting to the brain. So it, it actually can be more exciting to the brain and, and keep attention a little bit better than more flat noise, like right. white noise or brown noise. What, what's fascinating to me about all this is that clearly the brain, it needs this kind of different stimuli, doesn't it? Well, it depends on the person. I personally, I'm the kind of person that works really well if I have something going on in the background. You know, the radio's on in the background all the time when I'm working because I do get distracted really easily. And having something that's kind of constantly on keeps me able to focus, whereas if this, that isn't going on, I get distracted if any other new thing happens. And so for me, it can be really helpful. Right. And, you know, people who have ADHD often will say that they work better when there's noise, they might sleep better when there's something on in the background because it kind of evens out the activity around them so that not any one thing is going to disrupt them in the same way. Right. Your job is fascinating. Thank you so much for telling us about it today. Oh, it was a real pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much.